HDR is way more important to me. I'd rather have high dynamic range. I'd rather have all that color spectrum than to be like, oh, here's my video that's not as vibrant, but it's, hey, it's 4K and you can't even tell. (laughs) 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 Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're talking to Jamie Etiav-Kase. She's Director of Productions at the Cincinnati Reds. She shares her history with production and working with the Reds, the evolution of their LED technology over the years, and much more. And we're here today with Jamie. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Doing pretty good. Matt Anderson's over here with me. Good morning. All right. Uh, Jamie, we want to get a little bit of your background to start. You're with the Cincinnati Reds, but can you tell us how you got into the position you're in and and what that position entails? Yeah, sure. So um, I studied radio and television production at Northern Kentucky University. Um, I graduated in 2008. And during that time, I interned with the Reds for the 2007 season. And then I actually got hired on full time with the Reds in January of 2008. Um, so during the last semester of, of my college uh, time. So uh, that worked out, <laughs> good internship, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, and then over the years, I've kind of worked my way up to different positions and manager, and, and now I'm the director of production. So um, we are a department of six full-time employees, multiple game day employees, of course, um, and, and, and we kind of, we do everything. So during the games, we run the, the video boards, we produce the show, make sure the fans are entertained. Um, and then we cover anything and everything production wise for front office, um, whether that's press conferences, just making videos, presentations, um, videos for the hall of fame, for the Reds community fund, um, scouting videos for baseball ops, you know, anything and everything production. Uh, that the Reds need, we're there to cover it. That's awesome. And it's always things, I always love how many other things people's jobs entail right. too, right? Like I didn't even think about <laughs> right. you were involved with press conferences and different things. And kind of going back to, I always like to just know kind of what made this kind of think it was going to be a career for you. I know you mentioned in college um, and, you know, the internship you started with the Reds. Was was there just something about, you know, live event production that kind of hooked you or what made you pursue that? So when I was, even in high school, um, and then throughout college, I, I wanted to make, I wanted to work for uh, CMT or I just wanted to make country music videos okay. for, oh, yeah. for my career. But I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and, and so I played softball um, in, in college. And so with that, my professor was like, well, you like sports a lot too. And so he, one of my professors started getting me into my, he was my live production teacher. So he started getting me into um sports production at the school. And I was like, Ooh, I'd love this. And I loved producing. I started producing and directing the basketball games. And, and then from there he would hook me up um, just with any freelance opportunity that I could get. I mean, I wasn't paid for most of these, but I was like, yeah, I'll come run camera for your truck for this <laughs> high school wrestling match or yeah, I'll you know, go to this. I, I started working like Miami uh, hockey running camera for them. Um, I would do random things for different high school productions. It seemed in different college productions. And, and like I said, I wasn't paid for it, but I just, I just started loving it. And I started loving the live, live production aspect of things. Um, 
so then when I got the internship with the Reds, it was like, I mean, what could be better? I, I am a softball player. You know, it's it kind of in my blood, baseball. Mm-hmm. And okay. then I get to, you know, merge it with video production, which I'm studying and, and, and I'm all about. And so it just... The stars aligned and here I am. Yeah. It's awesome to hear the the background there and how you had the, the right connection at the right time to say, oh, now that I've, I've got these freelance opportunities, whether paid or unpaid, you get that experience and kind of works into where you're at today. It's always interesting to kind of hear those backstories. And yeah, and- with, without a doubt. And it was totally, you know, right place at the right time. It's Wes Akers. He was one of my, uh, and he's still there, a professor at NKU. Um, great resource. You know, he helped me out a ton and, and he was actually a cameraman um, for the Reds. And he was just like, you should totally try to, you know, do this internship. He's like, I think you'd fit in great there. And he was right. So <laughs> he definitely was a huge uh, influence on my career. That's awesome. And thinking mine wasn't so much volunteer work, but so I started as a intern at Dactronics and mm-hmm. usually get a head shake from Justin. Cause I somehow bring this up every other episode probably. pretty much, but <laughs> you're saying all the different experiences when they, when they started here, they want us to learn how to run, you know, the Dactronics control systems at various things. And I remember right. having to help out with either basketball games or a wrestling tournament at Swift Hell when I didn't really know anything about wrestling. And all of a sudden I'm thrown into this <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> atmosphere where I got like parrots yelling at me cause I didn't get the points up on the scoreboard fast <laughs> enough and all these things. And, so you're talking about bouncing around to different things that kind of just reminded me of my beginnings at Dectronics of like, all right, now you're going to go this weekend and help out with this Gatorade like uh, charity tournament. And here's a set of rules for it. And it was always different every time you went to somewhere. But Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. It keeps you on your feet. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. And, and all those experiences add up to where you're at today. And you, you say you're with the Reds, right? Um when was your first experience kind of with uh, LED video displays? Was it working with the Reds in that internship or was a lot of uh, a lot of those other activities you were doing running camera for for video productions like uh, in stadium type thing? Yeah, you know, it, it was definitely through all of my activities through college and, and working with different well different um, video boards. And you know what? I honestly didn't even think about the video boards too much because I was so focused on being like the best camera person ever, you know, Uh right? So (laughs) it's like in college, I'm just like, I cannot mess up the shot. Like I have to stay steady until they, you know, tell me to move on. (laughs) I don't want to be sent back to being a grip. Or take another camera. I'm like, I have to be perfect. Um, So honestly, I wasn't even thinking about video boards uh, during that time. It wasn't wasn't until I got with my internship at the Reds that I'm just like, Oh, this is, this is kind of a whole, whole nother world. Like people don't understand everything that goes on at a major league ballpark or anywhere. And, you know, behind the scenes of any big sports production is just chaos. Right. (laughs) Just, you have no idea how many people are involved in putting on the best show and and you don't want them to know, you know, you want it to be seamless, but right. mm-hmm. um, yeah, it wasn't until I got to the res that I was like, Oh, this is, this is like a whole legit operation. You need multiple people in order for this thing to work, multiple people wanting to do their best, you know, mm-hmm. for it, for it to be the best show. So it was definitely an eye opening because you know, like I said, in college, I'm just like, I had one job. It was, you know, <laughs> I, it, the, the camera and I wanted it to be perfect. Or, you know, when I was directing, it was a little bit more and more storytelling. But uh-huh. um, yeah, it wasn't until the res I was like, whoa, you there's a whole there's a lot 
that goes into this. <laughs> yeah. And thinking about that internship when you started at the Reds too, then, right. And I mean, there's some similar similarities, like you said, a, a good camera shot is still important on, mm-hmm. you know, an LED video, but as you kind of went through that internship, um, just kind of curious, you're, you're hitting on a little bit of them right now, but was it, you know, we hear different things when you're dealing with LED displays, cause sometimes it's not always, you know, the right aspect ratio. You have ribbon boards. Was there kind of a big learning curve for kind of what to do with all these different displays or how did you go from the internship kind of where to you're at now? Yeah. So for, I would say during, so even in college and doing all those freelance jobs and even at the reds at the time we had a 16 by nine board. So what, there wasn't a lot of aspect ratio, um, issues or (laughs) yeah like I didn't need to I didn't need to worry about that okay it wasn't until I got my full-time job with the Reds and then like that so at the end of 2008 um that's when they they tore down we were um upgrading the control room so I was you know I got through that season and then it was a whole upgrade so um while I was a beginner I wasn't you know in every single aspect of planning that upgrade out Mm-hmm. But I got to see it and witness it, you know, and, and be in those meetings. And then when we got the new boards and then it turned into this whole aspect ratio thing where, mm-hmm. OK, well, if you're editing for it or if you're shooting for it, you have to have a safe area now. And, <laughs> you know, everything is different. So and and that really does you have to plan out every single thing that you do according to your boards and, and your 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 displays. So, um, well, I won't get too far ahead because we'll <laughs> okay. talk about the right field board soon. But yes, so yeah, and then and then it makes you think again, um, just how different it is, how you need to have that safe area when you're designing, when you're shooting, and yeah, it's a whole different animal. Yeah, so you got to kind of see that around 2009, you said, and then you mentioned the the new video board in right field ahead of the All Star game around 2015. Um, what was it like seeing another display integrated into an entire game day production? Oh my goodness. So that was absolutely crazy. (laughs) Is it exciting? Crazy (laughs) mix of both? Yeah. Very exciting. Like, okay. So especially with the reds, we're kind of like, we want to be the best. If if we have something or any event that comes to here, we're going to make it, you, you know that the reds are going to take it. And then they're going to put their own spin on it. And it's going to be 10 times more than what you even thought it was going to be. Right. <laughs> so uh, that's just how we, that's just how we operate there. So we had our one board and we're like, things are great. Okay. We'll be designing for this. And then of course, you know, that year they're like, oh my gosh, we're having the all-star game. let we need a secondary board. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. We need a second board. Great. So 37 days to build this board in right field. So we're, you know, we're designing for it. We're like, oh my gosh, I hope this is going to work because, <laughs> you know, we're like 45 days out from the biggest MLB event of the year. Uh-huh. So super exciting. Um, so yeah, th- so Dagtronics came in, built this board in 37 days and one week before the All-Star game, we turn it on and we're like, Oh, okay, good. It turned on. (laughs) That's great. Let's just see if everything that we designed works. And so we put it out there and it worked perfectly. Okay. So let's take a deep breath, focus. All right. Now we get a need to get our game day operators in because now we have a director Mm. and a TD that doesn't know anything right now 
about how we're going to operate two boards on this one switcher. <laughs> so, oh, um, did it take years off of our lives and off of our game day crew? <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, we got through it. I don't know. It, it, it's such a blur too. And I know when I talked to, um, Jen Herringer was our director at the time and, and Preston Price, who was our TD at that time, <laughs> like they can't even remember one day of those two weeks, like the week leading up and then the week of All-Star. They're just like, I don't know. We just got through it. I don't know how, but it was a beautiful production. It worked perfectly. Dactronics was by our side the entire time. And this was also the year that MLB decided to change all the rules of the home run derby. Oh, um, like okay. they changed the whole format. I don't know, four hours before the event happened. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so that was fun. But yeah. we got through it. Every single thing worked out perfectly. I, I think it was after maybe because we had a homestand right after the All-Star game. And then we came through a few, a few hiccups, you know, with a right field board. But I don't know how, I don't know how Dactronics did it. I don't know how we did it. But it all worked <laughs> out perfectly. Yeah, it, it was amazing. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you said that working a video or a live production is chaos, and then you throw a brand new display into the middle of it. I, I can't imagine the extra level of chaos. And then a rule added. change. Yeah, and a rule <laughs> change at the last minute and oh, yeah. working oh through gosh, everything. It was just, it was, I felt so bad for our director, for Jen and Preston, but I mean, they knocked it out of the park. They, you know, they were determined, like I said, Whenever we have any sort of event, you know, we know we're the type that's like, we're going to take this and we're going to make it 10 times better than what you thought it's going to be, you know? So um, luckily we have a game day crew. Um, they have lots of experience. I mean, we have people that have been on our game day crew for 35 seasons. Oh, um, the majority of the people that work almost on a constant basis have been there for 15 to 30 years. Um, <laughs> wow. So tons of wisdom. So I, you know, not only was I lucky to get this internship with the Reds and get a full-time job before I even graduated college, I got to learn from like the best of the best in Cincinnati, right? Mm -hmm. These people have been on the crew, have been a around live production for a long time. So yep. I definitely learned a lot from them. That consistency definitely helps with yeah, all that type yeah. of stuff. Cause, and, <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I'm glad you're able to laugh at it now because the way this is going, I thought, oh, shoot, did we just bring up a sensitive subject? But at least you're yeah. able to, <laughs> right. to laugh at it. I don't it. know. I don't remember it. It's <laughs> yeah. all blur. <laughs> Can we just move on? Don't talk about it anymore, please, kind of thing. Because uh, that's what I was, you mentioned a lot of the experience. So has anyone uh, helped out with an all-star game in the in the past at all? Or was that kind of... Like I know, I know we talked before about like Dactronics with our baseball user group. Sometimes we get people together um, to talk about how they get through special events. Like I remember, I can't remember who it was Justin, but we talked about getting through like a college game day one time. Oh yeah, was, oh yeah, I used to do that. Here's what you should do. Did you get any kind of help from anyone that had any All Star experience to to go with this? Yeah, so MLB does um, a really good job with the All Star game. So the year before the All Star, we got to go to the host city. Um, that, that had it the year before us. So I think it was um, Minnesota for right. us. So we got to go up there, kind of see what it was about, you know, get our first glimpse. And also they bring uh, people from different MLB teams um, to help with our all-star game as well. So mm -hmm. there's definitely some experience. I mean, it, 
it's a year, even two, let's just say two years in the, in the making for planning this event. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely a lot of help. Cause it's, it's mutual, right? Like they want to make sure it goes off without yeah. H2 and it's one of those best practices I'm sure are shared around, but, but they probably didn't, uh, help you out knowing that you're going to have a new display though thrown in there a little bit. Of time, so. Right. Yeah. We didn't know two years ago, like yeah. two years before the All-Star game, that we we're going to have a board. It was kind of just like our, um, our CEO basically was like, Oh yeah, we should definitely do another board. How, <laughs> and, how soon can you all get this done? And, and then you have it and you go through that whole event and, and manage right. the chaos or the organized chaos. Cause yeah. it came out all right. Like you said. Um, and then, how did that lead into 2020? Cause now you have a, a brand new system and I'm assuming you had a little bit more time to prepare. Yes. Yes. We definitely had more time to prepare for uh, 2020 and luckily we got it in, you know, <laughs> right before the world shut down. I mm-hmm. can't imagine yep. us getting this upgrade, you know, after all of this. So uh, definitely lots of planning, lots of researching, lots of benchmarking, went into our 2020 upgrade was this um, it was led systems and control systems did you get both or it what? was everything okay. yeah so we we definitely needed the boards the main boards the ribbons um and that in turn had to be the control room it, it was yeah the whole package and and you kind of said this but you you didn't really have fans for the entire 2020 season right what was it like to have a new system but kind of only showing it off to the players at that point you know what we we try to see you know the good in all situations uh-huh. while we did miss the fans so construction was going 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 um and then it was mid-march and we had i don't know 15 days till opening day and we still had a lot of work to do, but, you know, everybody was getting it done construction wise. Mm-hmm. And then the world came to a halt. Right. And then everybody went home and it was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. OK, well, we haven't finished everything. You know, we haven't plugged everything in yet. Right. <laughs> Let's hope it works. But, you know, then we had to go home for two months um, and then we came back about two or three months later. And, every, you know, we're like, OK. We, we don't need every single thing, I guess, to work to its full capacity, but we need to get through with bare bones production and, and make sure that this works and make sure that this works. So we took this, I kind of saw it as a, it was nice to have a good soft open, mm-hmm. I would say, because every, like we switched fenders, Dactronics was probably the only constant throughout this, right? Almost every other piece of equipment, the vendor changed. So our crew was definitely working from zero and we had to learn every <laughs> every piece of new equipment. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to have no fans because we want to put on the best show and, and not mess up. Uh-huh. But since we had no fans, we're like, I don't know. I don't know if you push that on the switcher and if I push this over here, what's going to happen, but <laughs> what do we have to lose? Push that button. <laughs> you know? if, I've, it, if it I've doesn't to do look that. good, then oh well. <laughs> the players saw that it didn't look good. If they're even paying attention. <laughs> so, <laughs> Some live learning They're probably too there. distracted by the crowd noise that we're pumping. You know? Oh like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. So it was kind of nice to have that soft open in a brand new control room because we could be like, I don't know, I don't care if it doesn't look good. Let's just try it. This is the time to try things out mm-hmm. and see if it's going to work or if it's not going to work because there's nobody here that we need to impress. 
at the moment. (laughs) So it was kind of nice to have that. But also on the flip side, um, it was a bare bones production. Mm -hmm. So then when we got to 2021, and now we're incorporating every single detail into the show, then it was like, oh, well, you know, now we see that this construction or project or whatever wasn't actually fully done. (laughs) So we're missing this and and now we're missing a little bit of that. So that is the bad thing about COVID and and the world shutting down is not everything was complete Mm -hmm. and, you know, in that manner. And now, you know, it's been a year and people are moving on to other stadiums and ballparks and whatnot because they have, you know, other teams to worry about now, but we're like, Oh no, wait, come back here. We're, you know, we still have <laughs> just a few more T's and I's. Cause this is interesting. We've, we've heard from some customers when you refer to the year 2020 for sports, it's either uh, we don't, we don't count that or we count it double because <laughs> it is enough yeah. for two years. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so it's kind of the, and yes. it's, it is nice. Like you said, finding the the positive aspect on things of saying, you know, we had a soft opening. we got to try some things. Was there anything that you did, you know, experiment with that you carried over into the 2021 season? Um, I guess nothing really stands out to me of, of playing, you know, what it, ge- what it did give time for, um, was Ross and Dak Trinix to kind of work together with mm-hmm. this whole new HDR world. Okay. Um, so, you know, we get the boards, it's all HDR compatible and it's where it's supposed to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And HDR is just, it's a whole nother thing. If there's one thing that I learned, uh, one of the most important things that I learned through this whole HDR upgrade is that there are no industry standards for HDR and giant video boards. <laughs> there are definitely standards for, you know, your consumer TV and, and smaller things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it is the wild, wild west when it comes to giant video boards and HDR. Um, so, but it, it gave Dactronics and Ross time during that year to figure it out. So Ross was pumping in, you know, maybe given a, a little bit more brightness on the boards on their end. Um, while Dectronics was like, you know what, there's going to be a way for us to figure this out to make, uh, you know, the brightness or the whole, I, I'm not too technical, so I don't know all the technical <laughs> okay. terms. So I'm sorry if I'm just calling it brightness. And no, you can hear Jason Vogel back there being like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's freaking out right now. Um, but you know, it gave him that year to be like, you know, we're, we're going to figure this out. And by the end of the 2020 season, you know, they, they put out a whole new, uh, you know, upgrade for our HDR system. And now everything, all the brains uh, for HDR compatibility is coming through Dactronics only, which is super nice. And now none of our other vendors have to worry, mm, you know, yeah. about matching anything else. Right. And HDR is kind of a hot topic and I'm glad you kind of worked (laughs) right into that there. Um, And you're the first team in MLB to have all of your LED displays be HDR capable. So um, getting everything to work together and getting that extra season to kind of figure all those details out is is kind of nice. But what's it like having everything working together in HDR now? Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. The the boards are just gorgeous the colors are vibrant they stand out you can tell the fans you know in 2021 when they came it just it was just gorgeous so you know before then before our upgrade our boards were definitely getting old you know 
it was the right field board was newer than the left field board. So the right field board <laughs> looked okay. The left field board was kind of blue and losing its, you know, color a little bit. Um, so then to have all of the boards be HDR compatible and they're all, you know, now all the same age, um, it, it made a huge difference. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are talking about those fancy words of 4K and 8K. When during this whole upgrade process, we had to take a step back. Um, you know, I really wanted to challenge our team and challenge everybody that we talked to. Like, what what is it that will get us future proof? But also, what truly do we need now? Mm-hmm. Do we need 4K? Well, let's see. Our network partners are still working in 720. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, most of the content that we're creating is going online or to another news station that's in some are 720 still. And, you know, some are in the 1920 world. But I'm like, most of our and, and content that we're creating for social, our boards aren't even 4k size technically you know with (laughs) with all the pixels and and it's just so i'm like i to save money i would rather not even to save money because well 4k is expensive so i guess i'd it would be to save money (laughs) but hdr is way more important to me i'd rather have high dynamic range i'd rather have all that color spectrum than to be like oh here's my video that's not as vibrant but it's hey it's 4k and you can't even tell (laughs) (laughs) hdr is definitely and it just it made sense in my mind i'm like i would rather invest my time and and money and research into hdr and figure this out rather than 4k because it it just makes more sense for us yeah and i've kind of Equated it to, equivalented it to, what equated is it? it equated to. to, um, you know, like when I always have to check with Justin, I'm really bad on things. <laughs> uh, when like HD stuff started coming out, and you used to think like, oh, can you really tell the difference? And like you're saying, you'd maybe go to like a consumer TV store, right, mm-hmm. and you'd see them side by side, you'd be like, oh yeah, you can, like, but you didn't know how bad yeah. it was. And then once you start watching HD, and then you go backwards, then you go, whoa. Yeah. Okay, yeah now like, what is this crap? Exactly. <laughs> I used to watch this. Yeah. Like, yeah. This was okay to me. Yeah. What was wrong? I feel like that's what <laughs> HDR has become too. Cause some people go, you know, can you really tell a difference? There's a lot of questions we hear like, okay, yeah, it looks a little nicer, but can you really tell? And sometimes I know we do demos or we go to trade shows and we try to like split displays in half yeah. to try and do that similar consumer TV type look. Right, right, um, right. But is is it definitely something that you can tell? Like, no, are you at the point now where you're like, oh, okay, I can't imagine if we didn't have it? Yeah, what makes it nicer is, is even like shooting across the river and having that. Well, we have really nice lenses too, so that helps. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but just getting that shot, we 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 get a lot of shadows, especially during you know Sundays or um, day games, where half of our ballpark is in you know a shadow, and then the other half is super bright. Mm-hmm. So having it being more you know true to the eye, mm-hmm. um, where it doesn't have to be choose one or the other. You're either going to be blown out or you're not going to see anything. Um, HDR kind of provides that that middle middle ratio that you want so you don't have to be blown out or you know or be too dark Um, you can see both what's in your shadow and what's in the sunny part in one shot 
and it's okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that just makes a huge difference. And I, you mentioned you're not too technical in terms. I'm not either. Cause I've, I think of when we've been educated within Dactronics on what uh-huh. HDR was, it was the, the saying always stuck out was it's not more pixels. It's better pixels. Right. So right. That's essentially right. what it is. Cause some people get 4k and I think HDR a little bit mixed up as to which one's which. And it's like, yeah. all right, it's not about the number of pixels. It's about making them better because we're talking about HDR for ribbon displays. It's not just yeah. the main video board. So it's just bringing those right. colors out of everything. Doesn't, doesn't matter which ratio it is. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now there is, and, and that's one thing, I guess, going back to when, when Dactronics, um, I would quote unquote fixed everything with HDR because with that color spectrum, and the and the Rockies know this as they went through their HDR thing. Mm-hmm. The the colors will get a little wonky, right? If it's not if everything isn't set the way that it's supposed to be set and processed the way that it's supposed to be processed. Um, so that's when Dactronics came in huge and was like, "Hey, we got this whole new upgrade now. You don't have to worry about you know Ross or anything trying to match this purple with this purple or yep. this red with this red." Now Dactronics came in and and, and made it it's going to do all the, the, all the backend work and you don't have to worry about that. But yeah, cause HDR is all about that expanded color spectrum basically. Yep. Um, instead of just your red, now you have, you know, red 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4, yeah. 0.5, you know, it's just, you know, <laughs> you want to make sure colors. you want to make sure it's the Cincinnati reds, red, red not yeah. target red <laughs> right. or a different red, <laughs> right, right? Exactly. Get the right <laughs> brand the in there. Value. <laughs> yep. There you go. And so you mentioned working with Jason Vogel and on the Dactronics team to kind of get things figured out and lined up. Um, what's it been like to work with our service teams over the years? I mean, you mentioned the HDR, but even beyond that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it's it's nice when you can have a quality product, you know, that obviously makes your job a little bit easier. But what takes it up a huge step is having that top-notch customer service. Um, and I would say Dactronics, that's probably one of their best things. Even if somebody came in and was like, and proved to me that, you know, this product is a step above Dactronics. Dactronics would still be in my heart because <laughs> because of the customer service. They listened to you when we had the issues with HDR. They listened. They they heard what the consumer wanted and they fixed it. Right? They didn't. They just weren't like, okay, great, and then <laughs> right. move on and let's see, let's do the next ballpark. No, they they took time and figured it out and worked a year on this. Um, if we have any issues. I know the the board, it's going to be fixed before the game or at minimum, it's going to be fixed the very next morning. Customer service is hands down. One of the top things that you'll get with Dactronics, it's, it's, they're super helpful. The technicians that come out, they've even taken the time to, to teach my full-time team, like, Hey, does anybody want to go out here and learn how to do this? Like I'll teach you how to, how to um, kind of diagnose the problem too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just being very helpful, being being there for us is huge. I, I know like nobody will be disappointed in the customer service that you get with Dactronics. That's Hands a, down, one of the best. That's awesome to hear. And it's it's you know, to tie it back to consumer electronic type things, it's always the it's not you're not just buying a TV and hanging it on the wall, right? You're buying a yeah. dis, uh, t- a big display for your stadium and then boom, you're gone and nothing else happens afterwards. <laughs> you're saying there's a right, lot more right, to yeah, it than that. Right. You're not just buying that. 
there it's outside first of all and it's huge there's gonna be problems <laughs> so if, yeah. if i can't have you know if i don't if i can't have that service or i have to wait more than one day for something to get fixed when we have 81 games in a season right so our, we could have 10 games in a homestand uh we don't want all those fans coming in for those 10 games to be like, Oh, well, sorry, you know, <laughs> half of the board is out. <laughs> like, right. You don't get that information. You know, that, that would be a really bad thing. So to have, to have a quality product backed up by first class customer service. I, I mean, there's, there's nothing that tops that. I had written down a question here that I kind of wanted to ask. Um, you were talking about the different renovations and different things that have happened and, you know, when, when I started full-time at Dactronics, I was in the control system side of things. So mm-hmm. it was a lot of, you know, at the time learning Venus 7000 and then the early stages of shield control. And I'm just kind of curious from, if you're thinking about where you're at now from the latest renovations versus where you started with the Reds and when you, you know, maybe worked with Dactronics control systems, what is it like kind of then compared to now? Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> you talked about the Venus 7000. While I, well, I mean, we had that too. So while I wasn't... While my main job is not to be in those board control systems all the time, I've been there, mm-hmm. right? Through it. I've seen our game day people, I've seen our full-time people invested in, in figuring all this out. Uh, the Venus 7000 and then like programming a button or anything, I'm just like, what did you do again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't under, okay, I'm just going to go over here and produce this. <laughs> like, you, you get the job done. So show <laughs> But when show control came around, I'm like, oh, I can make a button. That's no problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so a lot easier. And I'm, I'm sure it's only going to get better. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely come a long way. We've seen a lot change, especially over these past 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. Of just, we were excited back in 2009 to be like, ooh, we're 1920-1080i. Woo, look at us, <laughs> you know, right? Like, we're special <laughs> with our Venus 7000 still. And, yeah. But yeah, so it's definitely come a long way. And, and that's the thing about this industry, it changes constantly. So right. mm-hmm. I think we're future-proofed for the next 10 years. So we'll see what happens after that. <laughs> and Venus 7000, you know, bless it. it. It was a workhorse and it did things for a long time. So it is, <laughs> I was familiar when I used to, I think I could make a, like a, a red ball bounce across the screen was one of my first like intern <laughs> things I had to do with that. Um, not, nice. not trying to break, but, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was, uh, you're, you're talking about even just, you know, things changing. And whenever I think of baseball, especially major league baseball, you know, data comes to mind and stats like is i mean i don't know if you just want to briefly touch on like how important that is with all this because you know i I like baseball as much as the next person but sometimes even i get lost in how many different stats there are yeah there are a ton of i mean there's even stats that i don't understand right so there's (laughs) all these advanced stats and 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 matrix and everything so but at the ballpark we want the fans to experience even more than they would at home to get you to come to the ballpark, right? I yep. mean, I know you have your phone. You can, you can open it up and and look at all this stuff. Um, but at the ballpark, if we provide it to you on these huge, giant, beautiful boards, mm-hmm. um, then that just makes your experience even better. So 
even this year, we're putting even more advanced stats out. We've been working um, with our baseball ops team and seeing what kind of stats that they want to show. So, yeah, this upcoming year is going to be even more stats. And at this point, I'm like, okay, even just even for me, who's been around baseball, softball my entire life, um, we're going to have to start making some videos explaining what (laughs) some of these things are Um, because I can show it, you know, all that we want. But if you don't understand what that means, or if you're like, I don't know, is 86 good? Is it bad? Sure. You got an 86. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I like Um, that. I'm like, okay, we're going to have to start making some little infographs of like, this is what this means. But um, yeah, for the 2022 season, we'll be definitely, um, we've, you know, we've got that full year, and a half i'll just call 2020 and a half a full year and a half <laughs> there you um, go. under our belts with with the whole new control room so this year we're definitely going to um step it up uh top level entertainment to our fans um support our team players on the field and put some new stats out there some more animations and we're ready to take it to the next level, see what we can do with this control room. That's awesome to hear because I like how you kind of said this earlier that you're more on the storytelling side of it when you're mm-hmm. when you're in the director chair there and, yeah. and how you can use the different stats or animations or, or graphics or video at your disposal to kind of tell that story surrounding each batter that comes up or each pitcher that comes out or, or different aspects like that around a, a sporting venue and, and around the game itself for those fans, they, they get more of that uh, kind of immersive experience than, than sitting at home. Why they go there. Right. right. Yep. So you kind of, you kind of alluded, you're looking to take it to the, the next level in, in 2022. <laughs> Did you have any specific big plans that we can see behind the curtain or are you just ready for another good season? Uh, definitely just ready for another good season. Um, hopefully lots of baseball games here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the typical games and, and concerts and, mm-hmm. and, uh, everything that comes with that. But yeah, definitely just trying to upgrade our entertainment level and give the fans just a little bit more to get them down to the ballpark and see just to be entertained, see what we can, we can show them. And yeah. I know they're going to love it. So yeah, that's awesome. And and thanks for coming on here and, and sharing all that information with us today. It's It's been interesting to hear how you got to where you're at and what you're doing there with the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, of course. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, Jamie. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. <laughs>